I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Welcome, Vincent Cheng. I am so excited to have you here today on the Brand Strategist podcast. So I'm going to talk a little bit about you, tell your story, and then I'm going to have you answer some questions for us so we can get into the nitty gritty of psychotherapy and brand therapy. So first of all, I just want to say that Vincent Cheng was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, in Canada, and he presently resides nearby Ajax, Ontario. He has traveled the world, 32 countries. That's pretty incredible. He began his career in electrical engineering in 2004, and then later found he was attracted to music and started the quest for conducting orchestras, chorus, and operas. And then he had a deeper calling, right? And retired from engineering and pursued his music profession. And so he bought a one-way ticket to Berlin, Germany, and conducted operas across Europe. And he won third prize in the 2013 International Conducting Competition in Budapest, Hungary. But in 2014, he returned back to Canada and began his studies in psychotherapy. All these things kind of came together to really create what you have now and you're calling Heal the Source. So I'm all so excited to have you. And before we begin, tell us a little bit about why you decided to study psychotherapy. Thank you so much, Jamelka. An honor to be here. This life journey of mine is, you know, full of ups and downs, you know, crevices and abysses and up in the cloud nines, you know, you, you, you name it. I think the real moment in time that I decided to, you know, enter into psychotherapy was when I actually had to do a lot of deeper soul searching uh, because I encountered such a rock bottom in my life. I think I would just began at the age of 30, you know, when you talk my milestones, like what's happening? You know, I, I did all these things. Why am I not happy? And what's the meaning of life? And so that's why I did the traveling and started a spiritual search even. I'm, I'm beginning to see, you know, some of the religious traditions and spiritual practices that I grew up in was didn't align. I'm like, why aren't people still, they're still struggling. Why are they still unhappy? If, if we go to this and we practice this, we're supposed to be enlightened and happy and, and fulfilled and joyful. But why is everybody still so stressful and angry? And including myself. So I did that search and I started to read of self-help and like discover who I am. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? I think that's the, the question. It's why. You know, why am I unhappy? Why am I angry? Why am I stressed? And one tradition in particular, the Zen, the Buddhist tradition, I was really drawn to. It's that philosophical way of life. It's it's a way of being where it's very simple. You know, it's just like be in the present moment, be who you are. 
I mean, it sounds so simple, but when you start doing that, you're doing these meditative practices, it's the hardest thing to do because we're conditioned to just do, do, do. We're like, you know, you know, you heard this everywhere, human doings versus human beings. And it was diving into that as I was traveling in Asia that I said, I want to go all in on this. You know, they talk about this enlightened state, this awaken, you feel bliss or all this stuff. And I said, what better place? If I'm studying Zen, let's go to Japan. Let's find a monk. Let's find a temple. And, and that's what I did. And I just literally typed Zen retreat on Google and zenretreat.com popped up. And it was this little town in southwestern Japan. And, you know, I booked it and I spent almost a month there. And that was the life-changing experience. I just sat there and I trained and we talked. I read so many books and coming to a place where there's you disconnect from the world, there's only you, and you're confronted with this whole you that is, what is this? All this stuff comes up, and then I found it. I hit it. I, I'm like, I was struggling, and I asked him, I need to get there. Why am I not there yet? And he's like, okay, well, but we're going to meditate more. We're going to do fasting. We're going to do all this other stuff. And and one night, I still remember, I was sitting there and I just realized I'm trying to do all these things to get to a state that's enlightened. And then I realized why I was frustrated. And I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting here because I'm sitting. And that realization gave me this experience, that state of realization. And from that point, I said, I, I know what I need to do. My mission is to help others who want this to achieve it, to enjoy it, to live it to understand it. And, you know, even in university, as an engineer, all my electives, and I only had a few, you know, they don't give you much choice as an engineer. Right. Uh, all my electives were psychology based. You know, it was either music or psychology based. I was so intrigued by the human brain, the human behavior, the why of someone or some people. And I almost quit. I almost quit to become a psychologist. And even though I had no idea and I'm like, I'm already halfway. I don't want to do another eight years and get a PhD and do all this stuff. I'm here. I'm just going to get the job and enjoy my life. Funny enough, you know, 10 years later, <laughs> I quit all in and did it for five years and studied it. But that process in itself, I love that school that I went to and it was so perfect. It again, this whole life journey is about learning about yourself. And I think we're, we'll, you'll, we'll talk about that. That's what you specialize in. Yeah. So you made me think about the first time we talked, right? When you started your brand journey, you were ready to create the Vincent Chang Incorporated brand. And I think you said something like, you got me at archetype. I don't remember exactly what the conversation was, but we synced not just at the level of understanding each other, but at a deeper level, which is the psychological level. Do you remember that conversation at all? Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, I, I love Jung and the personas, the characters. And I know we're, we're also working with the, the storyline, you know, the characters of who we portray. And we also studied something, you know, the, we call it the authentic self, the false self. And we create these things throughout our lives as a protection, as a defense from being vulnerable of who we really are. And in Japan, they say that you have three faces, you know, one face you show at work, one face you show 
with your family and friends, and then one face you show no one. And that's your true self. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things that I work with my clients and I've seen them grow over time is that they're scared of showing their true self. They're scared of showing up that way. And you can't create a brand in today's world not showing up as who you truly are. So tell me about how you would describe your current brand personality and how that has revealed within you. When I first came to you, I had no idea what a brand even was. You know, it's like, oh, there's Coca-Cola, there's IBM. Okay. Like I didn't know that a person like me can't become a brand and learning that people are attracted to you based on who you are in that sense, in the business sense, the marketing sense, the psychological sense. And that made me look at business a whole different way. Um, I think that you really help integrate those aspects of psychology, emotion, branding, and the business itself. Like oftentimes we think that they're separate. Yes. And the fact that you brought in psychology into it is like, no, of course not. Like we're in business with people. We're not in business with a machine, right? It's like people think I'm a designer at heart. And when I used to design, I said, you're not designing for a dog. You're designing for the person who owns the dog, right? Always for people. So I love that. I love what you're saying. You're, You're in business to attract this other individual, to make relationship, to do connections. And it's so amazing how you call yourself the brand therapist. We help the client. We help other people understand more about themselves. We help them to see the possibilities of choice that they can't see or they've never seen based on other past historical events, traumas, you could call it obstacles, challenges that have closed them off. Our human nature is we want to avoid pain, but seek pleasure, right? I and mean, oftentimes, I would have described it any better. That is perfect. That's why I was like, this is perfect. It's so exciting when, you know, two people come together and grow and expand of the unknown. Uh, I really feel that, you know, I only began that journey when I was struggling, you know, many years ago. But I look at the human mind, the behavior, the heart, the, the body, even as a universe that we explore and it never ends. And the more we explore, the more we discover. And, and this is sort of my mantra, my, my philosophy that one of the other Zen masters, you know, Seung San, he uses this concept of don't know. And same with Socrates. He's like, when you don't know, you have infinite possibilities to know more. But oftentimes we're conditioned to say, no, I know this. So if I know this, I'm already closed off to learning more or accepting or growing. Uh, if you're constantly in a don't know with yourself, I'm doing the podcast too of zero to infinity. You, when you don't know, you have infinite possibilities of discovering so much more. And until you find someone like yourself with me who can guide me in that sense, you're stuck. Like we can be in a don't know, but, but it's what we choose to do with that don't know that really changes everything. Exactly. And I love what you were talking about exploring. There's so much your archetype. And I'm so glad that you're like in that essence of curiosity and exploration and possibilities. I know that you also 
tend to go in all these directions because you love this exploration. So let me ask you this question. Can you identify these triggers that have stopped you from reaching your goal? Like if you really look inside and what are those triggers that kind of came up for you that you were not able to reach your goal? For me specifically, I feel like I've worked with so many people and people who are on my programs. And the one thing that stops us is this vulnerability or this perception that we're going to be judged badly for it or negatively. You know, like, oh, who are you to be branding and, you know, marketing and having a business and creating something like this? And we're being conditioned at a very young age, you know, with culture, families, schools, and even at organizations. You know, we have to follow this rule book and put ourselves in a box. And the one thing that keeps us back in the box is in a, actually an emotional form of control. And I discovered that this is the base human form of pain that everyone wants to avoid. And it's shame. Right. It's, and it it's, stops us. It stops us from doing things, right? I've seen so many clients, you know, we get to a certain stage and they're like, thank you very much. I think I've done enough. And it's because they don't want to be vulnerable to anything. They don't want to feel pain in any sort of way. That pain that we felt many times, we created mechanisms to avoid, but then something else happened. It's the fear of that pain happening that really keeps us stuck. So we're anticipating something that might not happen or might happen. It never will happen. And we're like trying to protect ourselves from it, right? Well, that's why we don't do, we don't go further with our business or we don't go further with our true personality because we are afraid of something that's never happened. More than that, it's the reactions of other people who feel like the moment we want to step out, we call this projection. So they're actually feeling our fear. And so they will say something towards us to stop us from doing what we're doing because they're in fear. So at the end of the day, unconsciously, no one really cares about anyone else except themselves. So if someone judges you negatively or has a fear about something, it's about them and not you, but we take it on. We believe it like this. Oh my, uh, it just happened to me the other day. So tell me an experience you've had where you've held back from something because of the fear. Initially, it was quitting my job as an engineer or retiring, you could say. I actually was quitting at the time, but I say it's retiring now because I know what that means. <laughs> but making that decision or even approaching it is by far the biggest judgmental block that anyone can face, especially coming from my culture, coming from that sort of you know, educated experience. You know, you spend all this money, all this time to get a degree and now you have a job that keeps you secure and all those things. You have status. You can live life the way you want. And I'm saying, no, I don't want this. I'm miserable in it. And it doesn't compute. You know, I don't know how many people that I've talked to, especially friends, even family. I'm like, why would you give up this gold mine and this luxury and this lavish life that you've, you've really worked so hard at? I'm like, what's the point? If I'm feeling like this, it doesn't happen like that. Like I had to really honestly, openly confront what I was feeling, which was not happy and 
I've done it for years. I denied myself that feeling. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I have this. I have a good job. You know, had behaviors. I made decisions that were not serving me. It was very unhealthy. And it was, I was in such a conflict because I wanted, I mean, not feel unhappy. So what was that breakthrough you had? Like, what was the breakthrough that helped you get to that next level of leaving the country and going to Germany? Like, what was that breakthrough for you? The fear of not having money. So I I think that's a whole different discussion altogether where our mindsets around money are so intertwined emotionally, relationally, that we don't separate ourselves from it. So that fear of if I quit my job, I won't have money. That means I will not exist. I will die. Like that's the unconscious saying. So nobody ever will do that because I go into an unknown state. But seeing someone like Herbert von Karajan, I'm sure you've encountered when you're working with me, you know, (laughs) the revolutionary conductor who completely overhauled the Berlin Philharmonic, you know, the greatest orchestra in the world. He came in there and he had this vision. But before he went there, he was just a student like me. He had a dream and his dream was to conduct the Berlin Phil. And I, I watched his documentary and he was staying at host homes and families took him in. He couldn't even afford bread. That's how poor he was. But he said, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this. And he did it. He started at a small town and then he was known. He got to think. And eventually he got there and he stayed there for most of his life, you know, and he created a lifestyle of he you know, flies his own plane. And, you know, people, he went all over Germany, all over Europe, and he was known. He made the most recordings ever. So seeing him do that, that was the breakthrough. It's like, If he can do it without money, what am I doing? What am I holding? What am I afraid of? So that tapped into part of my Chinese name, which was humility and courage. These two aspects of, well, if there's no fear, if I'm able to master that fear, now I can get to my goal. So like, what am I afraid of? Losing everything? No money? I'm prepared. That's what made me make that decision. I was prepared to live in the park, homeless. To the reach that goal. I wanted to conduct the Berlin film. It's so like interesting if- you say that because a lot of us think that we can maintain the status quo and achieve our greatest dreams. And a lot of time we have to let go of something, whatever that is for each person, to be able to take that next step, that next level step right? We want to do both. We want to keep everything. And I think that doesn't help us fully integrate it. I'm not saying to people like, oh, take a second job or whatever it is. But as you grow into your role, your new role, your new business, keeping that secondary role holds you back, right? Mm -hmm. Not until you can fully integrate your new role and take it out to the world, whether you don't make any money or whatever it is, you're not going to be fulfilled. So my next question is, in what moment in time did you achieve what you wanted? And I thought about this question. I know we talked before, you know, in the beginning, that it may be a huge realization. And I want to share that here. Well, I'm so excited that I'm It's understanding that life is not about achieving. Like, yes, you know, I'm going to achieve financially, you know, relationships and you know, personally, emotionally, I achieved this, I've gotten this, I've done this, you know, I've done the conducting and the degrees. And 
when you ask that question, it's the achievement of being able to fully surrender to yourself. You can't even call it an achievement. It's like a state of being that when I'm able to fully surrender, and you know, I talk about the zero state. You know, I cannot be full in if I don't completely surrender and say, I want this. Oh, I, I love this. that. I love that. So I love what you, you know, I, I know you have your podcast and we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but I love the zero state. Let me just briefly say something about that because we always want something new and be a hundred percent perfect, right? We're not willing to take the ebbs and flow of business or the ebbs and flows of of what we're doing, we want it and we want it now. And if it's too hard, forget it. Like I'm gonna go back to what I was doing before, although it makes me unhappy. So Mm -hmm. understanding that you're at zero, so then you can achieve infinity is so important, right? It's so critical in our lives. And people are probably like, why are you talking about this? This isn't branding right? But what people don't understand is that branding is all-encompassing. It's like a universe of its own. You know, we call it the fame universe, right? Fame being honorable, you know, having legacy. And that is what really brings purpose and that why that you were asking about into your life. So I guess my next question is, can you describe what keeps you coming back to this present journey so you can keep going on that. Because I think what's difficult to understand is once you achieve something, like how do you stay on track? How do you stay on track to keep continuing that path and achieving more? Because of the amount of conditioning and over decades, over most of our life, I've only made this change recently. And in like last five, 10 years, and even just in the last year, drastically, you know, it exploded and you know this, you're like, oh, where am I going? That there's has to be a check, a self-reflection almost, an evaluation of yourself. And and oftentimes, even I, I'm guilty of this. I don't do it enough. You know, I feel like, you know what, I have this now, I'm going to go and then get it. And I, most of the time I do get it. But along the way, and then after I get it, it's like, oh, now I'm like burnt out. Now I'm exhausted. Now I'm, this is suffering. Now I lost them. I'm, I'm unhealthy now. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I do it again. Okay. got to check in a little bit sooner. It's a constant evolving practice. It never stops. I think the moment you say, yeah, I'm done. That's when things are going to start to go downhill. And the best way to do that is to have a mentor, you know, have a support system because oftentimes we aren't able to see it until it's too late. And that's why I have like five mentors, right? I, you know, a spiritual one, emotional one, a business one, and and they help me see before I get to the point where now I got to like crash and pick myself back up. That really is key. That self-reflecting and having that real master perspective of someone else to keep you. Oh yeah, this is who you are. This is where you're at. Remember to keep learning. That's the zero state. You know, if I reflect, then I'm able to let go of what I've put together in myself and say, hmm, what is there? What is there right now? It's very interesting because even through this brand process that I've helped several clients, a lot of time when I kind of let them go and they start doing their own thing, if they fully didn't understand their brand principles, they go back to their old life, right? But I have a client right now 
And what I love seeing is that she's taken on that responsibility of who she is and now shows it up in every single place. And people that know her and that know me talk to me and they're like, I can't believe what she's doing, how she's taking her brand. It's because when we discover, you know, your true brand essence or fame essence or whatever you want to call that, it's not about now I've discovered it for you. No, it's always been there right? It's always been there. All I'm doing is showing you, um, we're going from the unconscious state to the conscious state, right? That's what psychology is, really, is bringing somebody from being unconscious or unaware of something to become aware of it, right? Once you become aware of it, you have to practice and keep coming back to it. And when you leave it, know that you can always come back to your path. And I think that's so critical and keeping yourself unchecked. You're right. Like a lot of times I can't do my own, the things that I want to do for my own business. I have to find somebody else to look at it because they look at it with new eyes and look at it with a different perspective. And I need to keep that in check because you're right. We achieve what we wanted and then we kind of, okay, on to the next thing. And we forget that we need to always come back to center, right? Come back to our essence. So I guess my next question is, what are the lessons? What have you learned along the way of this journey that you've gone through? The most important thing would be to understand my own fear. That really is the only thing. If we really think about it, fear is the only thing keeping us from achieving our dreams. Fear is the only thing from really expressing our truth. We want to make the unconscious conscious, but the whole reason the unconscious is there is to protect us from what we don't want to see, even though it might be beautiful, even though it's truly who we are. That's why I created Heal the Source. It's to have a practice of coming back to center so that you're able to tolerate or be embracing of the fears that are constantly arising within yourself or even projected from others. And ultimately, to be able to handle their fears, right? That it's not you. And my whole mission about this is if we apply and we master our own state and fear, all our conflicts will dissolve because every conflict is based on fear. doesn't matter if it's a world war or between a partner and yourself. It's always based on that. And once you understand that very small concept, everything is solved, right? At least I've been through it the last couple of days. I don't know why it's hitting me in the face, but it's like, once we understand what are we afraid of? And how do we confront or move forward into that fear, into that unknown, right? That space of unknown. What are we doing here? I don't know. It's okay, right? That's the way we learn and we move and we progress and we kind of take on these different pieces. It's interesting because with my clients, instead of just giving them something, for me, it's more about having that conversation with them. This is why I did this show is because a lot of time people cry because they Mm -hmm. think something's beautiful or because they don't believe that they deserve it, right? Mm -hmm. They don't deserve this. I mean, design is so emotional, right? There's so much in it and it's really helping people through that and helping them understand themselves a little bit more and helping them through that journey. 
and that accomplishment of something, right? It's like, oh, this is me. This is who I am. This is my evolution of myself through how I reflect myself onto others. And that little concept of super fan, right? Who are you serving? Who is that person that is attracted to you? And the only way that they can be attracted to you is if you are in your true essence, because they will not be attracted to you if you're playing a different role, if you're playing a different character, right? So let me ask you this. What is next for Vincent Chang? Like, what is there in the future for you that you're going to take on the world? It's so exciting. You know, like when I first began the brand journey with you, you know, I thought, okay, like, this is the mission. This is, you know, let's heal the source of everyone. And, and we could come into creating our own sense of fulfillment and joy. But I didn't realize there was so much more to discover. And the next phase that we went on was having what I thought was the characters and roles that I've played over these many years, the engineer, the you know, conductor, all. There were parts of those roles that were in conflict, you know, when I was them. And now getting into this space where I can be all of those, I am all of those. I can accept that I did this whole depth of inner work around that coming to realize my next thing is seeing what I was able to do. Like a question growing up, even now, is everyone comes up to me. It's like, where do you find the time to do all this? Where did you find the time to get there? Where do you find the time to travel 32? And that's interesting. And, and that's the next phase. And discovering that I was able to figure out how to use time or in the mind and actually heal the source, I'm manipulating time within to go back and heal something. And this is very exciting. I want to be teaching the world how to get into a phase of mastery, you know, understanding that time, what does that mean? I don't think we've studied it enough or embraced it or just wrestled with it. There's not enough time. Right. For me. So, I mean, that's so great. You know, a lot of business owners and a lot of groups that I belong to, it's interesting because nobody has time, right? Mm-hmm. And we're taking a little bit of time from each person. And I so appreciate your time today because I know you had to move some things around in your schedule to fit it in, but I so appreciate it. And it's really about what you said, you know, that bending of time, you figured out how to bend the time to be here with me. And I so appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, where we can reach you, where, you know, we can find you in what you're doing in the world today. Absolutely. And, and before that, I think I'm starting to really understand my wound. You know, I call them core wounds, you know, like the source wound uh, around time, feeling like, you're deserving of other people's time, or there's this inner conflict where even though, yeah, I mastered time because I've lacked it in so many different areas, this would be the next like sort of program or a, a healing phase. So you can find me at my book, Heal the Source and Create Lasting Fulfillment is coming out this year very soon. You can go on healthesource.com as well as vincentcheng.ca. And my podcast is you know, going to launch the same day as yours, Zero to Infinity. How to understand your zero states. I got guests coming in who've gone to total zero. And God, and, and now they're helping millions of people. Thank you, Vincent. I know I've also 
been part of your program, which I totally loved. And I got so much out of it. I don't think I'd be here with you today if if I hadn't gone through some of the heal the source pieces, because you do have to get to that source. And even though you'll know your brand essence and you know all that, and sometimes it's this fear that doesn't let us progress. And it's so important to be able to do both of those things as you go through life. And I love what I do with my clients today, very different than I, w- what I was doing a few years back and mm-hmm. really holding space for my clients and having being able to have these sort of conversations and being able to really nurture that relationship, right? We've known each other for a couple of years and we come back, we leave, we come back to each other. Somehow we we're always coming back. I'm so looking forward to some of the things you're doing and what you're creating. And so please check out Vincent Chang where you can and his podcast, as well as his social media handles, which would be on the resources. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Oh, thank you so much. It's just an honor and a privilege and a pleasure. Like the energy, you know, I just really enjoyed today. So thank you for having me. And yes, I'm looking forward to exciting things together. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.